1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome
0: to another episode of Steelers Today. Uh, DK is off in Milwaukee covering the Pirates because he's a baseball guy. (laughs) Uh, I'm your host, Eddie Provident, today uh, for... the for Dale Lally. Um Dale, day 11, right? That's what they tell I me. Think, I think yeah. at this point in time, they're just all blending together, but I believe we're on day 11. This is episode eight. Uh, we took the weekend off. Um, you wanted to start off with some stuff going on at the end of practice today. We saw some goal line, uh, some goal line drills, and the defense ended up on top today.
1: Yeah, the defense won the goal line drill uh, three to two. Uh, it was live tackling. Najee Harris getting in from the one and a half yard line. Mike Tallman was very adamant that the ball be at the one and a half yard line. Uh, he gets in, uh, followed Derek Watt into the end zone on the first attempt. Uh, the next attempt uh, Devin Bush just completely blew it up, a shot through untouched. Uh, he, he kind of a little delayed run blitz and got Harris in the backfield. Harris tried to spin off of him, but the other guys came in and cleaned him up because of the play that, that Bush made there. Uh, and, and then we saw uh, I'm now it was uh, on, oh, it was play action and a throw to uh, Chase Claypool uh, from, from Mason Rudolph. It was a little low, but still catchable. Right. And he dropped it. Uh, Claypool missed uh, couldn't come up with the ball in the end zone. Uh, then we saw Dwayne Haskins come in. Uh, we saw a touchdown run from Kalen Balaj, who was running ahead of Benny Snell today. Uh, and then we saw uh, an incompletion to the flat. It was a little play action. And uh, Haskins couldn't get uh, Jalen Samuels the football there. He had pressure immediately um, on the play. And couldn't, I couldn't tell who had the pressure. But he had pressure in his face, couldn't get the throw out to uh, Jalen Samuels, who was back today for the first time in a couple of days. And there's,
0: there's two names that you brought up that I want to talk to you about. The first one, Devin Bush. Because if this defense is going to be what it can be, Devin Bush is going to be the guy in the middle. Um, how's he looking in your, I mean, you just said he blew up a big play on uh, in the goal line drills. Um, this is really the first time, at least I've got to see him, you know, full go and practice uh, with pads on and hitting. You know, he, to me, he looked really good today.
1: Yeah, uh, he's done some other padded stuff here, but that was uh, you know, they've, they've kind of eased him into this, and uh, you know, he looks like Devin Bush. Right? You know, he's fast. Uh, when he sees something like that, he, he diagnoses quickly and blows it up. Um, that's what they need out of that spot. Yeah. He's faster than every, you know most of the guys on their defense, although maybe a cornerback or two. Guy can run. And so, you know, when he's in that package like that, you want to use that speed, and he certainly did. Uh, You know, they need him to be a star. They need him to, to, you know, be a Pro Bowl type player. He has that capability. We'll see if he takes that step. Yeah. The other
0: name that I wanted to talk about was Kalen Balazs, because you said he's taking snaps ahead of Benny Snell today. In my opinion, he's been the third best back in camp. Uh, I really liked what. Obviously, Najee Harris has been the. You know, he's he's been everything that we thought he could be. The other guy I'm really impressed with is Anthony McFarland. But Kalen Balazs is this guy they brought in in the offseason as a free agent and kind of didn't really know what his role was going to be. And I thought he's been really well, uh, a really good player and a good addition to that backfield.
1: Yeah, I kind of thought when they signed him that they wanted a player who was similar. uh, When they first signed him, they hadn't drafted uh, Najee Harris yet, I believe. But he's similar in skill set to Harris in terms of the size. He's got a little bit of speed. If it, it, you know, he came he came out running a sub four or five uh, at the combine out of Arizona State. Uh, like I said, a bigger back catches the ball pretty well. Has been used kind of in a short yardage type uh, situation in his previous two stops. Uh, but I've, I've seen a little burst there. He had a nice little spin move today uh, and picked up five yards off of it when they were in team team run in eleven on eleven. And uh, you heard Mike Tomlin. Uh, I think he got six yards. Right? Mike him, you know, tell him, hey, that's the way to run the football there at KB. So there's something there, and, and I think this is a guy that, uh, you know, when he gets into games in the preseason, which we're going to see uh, soon, um, he could do quite well in this preseason game. He's going to be running against guys who aren't nearly as seasoned as he is. Um, so you would hope that he, you know, tears it up against uh, those kind of players. Uh, the key for him is going to be once they get that whole offensive line back, can he run behind that line? Can he be a guy that spells Najee Harris? Can he be a guy that supplements Najee Harris? What's that role? Gonna be? Just
0: to uh, put you on the spot a little bit here. I know we've still got four preseason games to go in a few weeks of uh, camp, but what's your outlook for the, uh, for, the for the running backs? Who do, you, who do you see
1: making the team? Who do you see? Funny you mention that because I did my 53-man roster uh, uh, on Sunday on dkpittsburghsports.com, and uh, well. I've got Belage making it, okay. uh, but I also have Benny Snell making it. I got him keeping five, and Jalen Samuels is not one of those five.
0: Wow, that's uh, like that little loft, little like <laughs> that softball. You Check you like it out that. on the site. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk wide receivers and defensive backs. Uh, we got to hear from Minka Fitzpatrick and Deontay Johnson today. So this is Steelers today on DK Pittsburgh Sports. We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to Steelers today. I'm your host, Eddie Provident. With me is our Steelers editor, uh, our editor and our Steelers expert, uh, Dale Lawley. Dale, I really want to get into the hard hitting journalism now. Okay. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was asked about his Madden rating. By me, actually. That's right. What? I don't even think they had him in the top five. I believe he was either eight or nine. He was in the eighties. I don't believe he was a 90 rating. Coming from a kid who grew up on Madden, it means a lot to my generation and the generations after me. Uh, what's it mean to them? What do you think, he, how, how do you think he
1: felt about it? You know, as he said, it wasn't, uh, you know, he, he's not a Madden player because he likes to play real football. <laughs> uh, but I asked him, and I, I followed up, I said, you know, it's was, it was a pretty disrespectful sign of disrespect. He was always really disrespectful. So, yeah, here, here he is with that. Man, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not a big Madden player because I try to play like it's a real game and I always get my butt wood. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not happy about it, but I'm also not gonna be in a fuss about it. Do you right? Feel like you're being a little disrespectful. Not more than a little. <laughs> than a little. Yeah.
0: Well, I could say this as somebody who tried real football, and I'm on the opposite side of my guy. Uh, real football didn't work out for me. Madden worked out a lot better. Uh, I like to see. When those guys have a little bit of chip on their shoulder from things like that, I know it's all fun and games—literally games—at the end of the day. But uh, hey, anything to add a little chip on the shoulder and get them going. I don't know if it really
1: means much, but it, it means a lot to those guys yeah. because it means a lot to their peers. Uh, you want to be highly rated in that. You want to be a guy that oh, uh, you know, he's he's one of the top guys in the position. Um, you know, and the guy's been all pro two years in a row now. What more do you have to do to get that that rating up? Yeah. I don't no.
0: you know. I
1: used to play Madden. <laughs> When it first came out, I played it when it was Joe Montana for <laughs> <laughs> Um But yeah, uh, I thought you were gonna say Tecmo Bowl. I played Tecmo Bowl as well. Uh, that's a little different. But yeah, you know the rating stuff. Uh, you know, for these guys, again, it's a badge of, of honor to, to get you know a, a high rating in that. And well, obviously, he didn't. Yeah.
0: Uh, Another guy I want to talk about that we got a chance to hear from today is Deontay Johnson. Obviously, the story with Deontay Johnson, whether we like it or not, is going to be the drop passes. Uh, He led the team, I believe he led the NFL in drop passes last year. And, uh, you know, that's something that he's got to work on, something that he has acknowledged that he has to work on. And uh, we we heard from him about that today as well.
1: Yeah, and I I brought up a couple of things with him. First of all, the fact that he was one of only uh, three receivers in the league last year uh, who had double-digit targets, ten or more leave it in ten, 10 games last year. You've got to be pretty good to be able to do that. The other guys were like Devontae Adams. and yeah. You know, those are two pretty good guys to keep company with, and you don't get those kind of targets if you don't have the trust of the quarterback, and you're not the number one receiver on the team. So people wondering who the number one receiver is on the Steelers roster. It's Deontay Johnson. Let the targets prove that to him. He averaged, almost average 10 targets a game last year. And, and the second part of it is, you say, he's been out here working on first of all, the last season's behind him. Right. Um, you know, but He's working on, you know, catching the ball first and then running. And I think that's a big part of it. And that's one of the things I asked him about that. Here's what he had to say. Uh, it shows a lot. I mean, it's football at the end of the day. People gonna drop the ball. The best of the best drop the football or whatnot. I mean, it shows that he's still trusting me. That he's gonna still come my way no matter what. As long as I keep my head into the game and uh, know what I'm doing at all times, it shows that uh, he's gonna continue to come my way. Like I said before, and, uh, he been doing that in practice, although like haven't been dropping the ball or whatnot, and just continue to contribute to the offense. That's you what. think you can put up the same kind of numbers those guys do? Yeah. In this offense? Yeah. I just believing myself. That's the main thing. Believing in yourself and knowing that you can do those things each and every day, and not worrying about the outside. Like uh, my old coach, old coach Drake used to say always, uh, shut out the uh, noise or whatnot. That's how I'm doing it this year. And, uh, That's what I'm focused on, and I'm looking forward to the season.
0: You know, I don't think that the drops are going to be a thing for him this year. I really think he's working hard to put that behind him. Like you said, last season's in the past, um, and he's really, like, watching him, uh, you know, where the photographers are. Uh, We're right in the first row, and and you could really see the work that he's putting in uh, to to forget this. Oh, yeah, before practice, after practice, the, the man is really putting the work in um, the last thing I want to talk to you about today. Uh, I, I tweeted this out the other day, um, and I've really, I think it's been really easy to see if you've been here every day. This team looks like they're having a lot of fun. They're joking around with each other. They're, they're kind of being goofballs, but at the same time, they're working their butts off, man. They're really, um, you can see the work ethic is just different here. How do you think that, that having fun while working hard is going to translate over to
1: the regular season? This is just the way that they always work. I mean, they, they they've always had a, a pretty loose uh, group. Um, I think that's that's kind of what's fostered here. I think Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, fosters that. He wants the guys to be vocal out there. He wants them to have fun doing this. To play a game. You know, it's it's a game, and you can't lose sight of that that it is a game. Now, at the same time, you want to be serious about it uh, because it is your your livelihood, your profession. Uh, but he wants. I don't think he ever wants these guys to forget that this is the game that they played. As a kid, all the way growing up through high school and then on Saturdays in college, uh, you know, you did it because it was fun. You didn't do it because, well, this is a job and I'm just going to go out there for the money and I want to be here because I I like the paychecks. No, you did it because, you know, presumably because you liked the game and you're having fun with it. And I think that's the way that they try to hold practices.
0: Uh, That's about it for today. Uh, We're going to wrap the show up. We'll be back tomorrow, and then after that, there's no practice Wednesday, and it's Thursday Hall of Fame game, and you'll be
1: in Canton, right? I'll be in oh, Canton man. through Sunday.
0: There you I'm, go, I'm uh, taking
1: up residence in
0: Ohio. <laughs> uh, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Dale Lolly for DK Pittsburgh Sports, I'm Eddie Provident. Thanks for watching us today. We'll see you tomorrow.